0: Welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast about the history of food. I'm your host, Tim, with your other host. Party
1: people, I'm Elle.
0: And today we are learning all about potato chips or crisp. Mm. If you're a foreigner, no, I'm kidding. If, a potato <laughs> if you crisp. Just aren't in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, crisp. L, Tim. It's my birthday. Let's get that out of the way. Season two. Birthday. We're starting, it's my birthday, and Let's we're talking go. potato chips. How do you feel <laughs> about <laughs> potato chips?
1: I'm pumped for you. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. I love potato chips. I was actually, Doritos are probably my favorite type of like chip overall, but like you think about like, potato chips. I was chip, thinking about
0: this on the way on here, the way, and it's like Doritos kind of hit. <laughs>
1: uh, the Lay's classic standard. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love chips.
0: Chips are great. So, on a scale- From 100 to 204 Lay flavored potato chips, where do you land? By the way, if you're wondering where that scale came from, it's the fact that Lay's has had 204 flavors of chips in their history. That's wild. Yeah, that's way too many uh, flavors. (laughs) So (laughs) where are you at? 1 to 204. Where are you feeling? Where do potato chips land for you? Let's
1: hit like 155. They're up there.
0: That is way up there. They're
1: up there. They got space to grow. Yeah, I think they're great. They do
0: have space. You're right. They have space to go up. Yep. They have space to go down. I'm saying. But they're way but they're over. pretty solid. Yeah, they're way over oh, mid. What? You know what I mean? So like. Come on. Well, 100's mid. I'm just saying. You, you, oh, yeah. You're affectionate about them. I love them. You like them. them. Absolutely. You hear that, fans? My after school Send snacks. Send L some chips.
1: chips. Send me all the chips.
0: <laughs> to P.O. Box. And I'm fucking with I you. Like, I have oh. already said I will. I refuse no to gifts. ever set up anything where food
1: is involved. Just seems appreciatively. Yeah. We don't know the kind of conditions. Anyways, continue.
0: Yeah, it just seems a little sketch. All right, so I want to give a shout out to Deborah Kelly over at MASH.com. She has an incredible article that just was, like, my center point of research, essentially. Okay. It, it was just really well, you know, formed, and a lot of my research from there was just, like, clicking on little, like, links that where, you know, she got oh, a I lot like of her that. information from. Yes, so absolutely. It was just me, like, doing due diligence, up like, on top of her sure. already incredible thing. So, uh, shout out to her at Mashed.com. You can find it, and it's a great article. I suggest it. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes. is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward, totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right. So let's okay. get started with the uh, the beginning and the lore surrounding potato chips because there's a lore, there's mystery, there's we, people don't see, we don't okay we don't even know okay uh, but we kind of know. I'm thinking about the look of the Irish.
1: Yeah, so maybe? we do kind of know. One. Okay,
0: but but um, there is like a tall tale that gets strung along as the origin of potato chips. Okay. Um, So, the common one is that in the summer of 1853, there was a man named George Crumb. Uh, He was a cook, and he worked at a place called Moon Lakes House in Saratoga Springs. Um, Saratoga Springs is actually like... Apparently, it is the potato chip place. Okay. <laughs> so he, he worked at a place, uh, Saratoga Springs, and a wealthy guy named Cornelius Vanderbilt.
1: Oh, yeah, that you know, sounds familiar.
0: You know him? <laughs> um, and yeah, you know the the railroad tycoon guy, Casually, the, that guy. Yeah. Um. So apparently, the, the whole thing, thing is that like Vanderbilt didn't like the potatoes because they were too thick, and then Crumb got frustrated, and as like a like a joke, I guess, or whatever. He thinly sliced some potato ends and stuff, just like not, you know, great potato cuts, and he deep fried them until they were golden brown. He mm. served it to him, and apparently that they, they were it? good. And like Vanderbilt was like, oh, these are incredible. And so Harriet Moon, uh, the owner of Moon Lake, declared that the potato chips were the main dish of the restaurant. Interesting. And then Crumb would even open up his own place where it was just called Crumb's Place. <laughs> Casually. Which is cool. I like Um, that. Where people waited hours for what they called Saratoga chips.
1: Which are those chips that he was get out of here. Yeah. Wow. So I had no clue.
0: Yeah, so that's the story. That's the tall tale. Sure. That's not real. (laughs) Um (laughs)
1: That's sad. Yeah. Like, there are parts, obviously
0: there are parts of it that make sense, that are real, that work, that, you know, George Crumb exists and (laughs) that place exists and Crumb's place even exists. Um, (laughs) So all that stuff did exist. It's just like Vanderbilt really wasn't involved the way he was said to be involved.
1: Oh. Yeah. Just stuff that. like that.
0: Like, uh yeah. Imagine another rich bloke fucking getting the getting all the hype around fucking helping create potato chips. We really don't know who made the first potato chip. Okay. Why would we? Why yeah. Why would we know? At any given moment, who was like, "I'm gonna fry some potatoes thinly sliced," and yeah. But let's go to crumb story. Let's talk about crumb. Yeah, let's let's talk about crumb. Let's go all 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 on that line. So Vanderbilt wasn't in Saratoga. Get that. He wasn't there, not in eighteen fifty three. Yeah, he wasn't there in eighteen fifty-three. He was actually in Europe with family. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was was, casual. Yeah, he was just doing a casual vacation in Europe with family. Also, Vanderbilt didn't make an appearance into that story until hundred and twenty years later. Oh, so not even it was an ad campaign that like enjoyed the story. You know how old ads had way (laughs) too much story.
1: You're right though. It's you know, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. You know. I'm thinking, I'm like thinking back in my brain. When growing yeah, you know up. what yeah, I'm talking actually. about.
0: It's just like it's panels. Like, <laughs> yep, panel Actual, comics. like a whole storyboard yeah. situation. Yeah, well, that's kind of what was going on here. Um, is is later he got folded into it all via an ad campaign, and ever since then, and magically, he yeah, was involved he's just in kind of been a part of the potato, potato channel. Channel. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Also crispy potatoes weren't new to saratoga oh. like crispy potatoes had existed
1: that makes i mean that makes sense yeah so like right we've had we have fried foods
0: for ever ever <laughs> like <laughs> to the romans no, no.
1: <laughs> i was like oh what a turn no surprise though. yeah
0: but like they fried foods you know what i mean right. so like we have known about like fried foods and it's sure. hard, hard pressed to believe that somebody didn't take a fucking potato <laughs> at one point and throw it in a vat of bubbling mm. fat and lard or whatever the fuck. Oh my so.
1: goodness, I'm hungry now
0: why let
1: me get some let me get some baked potatoes let me get some mashed potatoes i said
0: bubbling fat and lard and And potatoes i was like
1: and potatoes (laughs) (laughs) it's the southern no i'm just kidding kidding. kidding.
0: yeah it is the southern that's true um also there was a new york herald uh, herald report from july 1849 that talks about a woman who goes by the name of eliza uh who was a cook and she was actually known for how well she fried potatoes. Ooh. So, like, all we know about the, this lady is that her name was Eliza.
1: I'm serious.
0: That's it. Um, so, she's a woman lost to history. <sighs> uh, yeah.
1: threw down in the kitchen though but that was obviously
0: that obviously takes place before that story sure and there is a uh, historian named dave mitchell a food historian much like you and me professionally (laughs) (laughs) dave uh he dived into all the people so like eliza vanderbilt uh the lake house cooks um you know every everybody the restaurant manager you hear him thomas the the both of the moons who own the place, the proprietors. Wow. Okay. Um, and even Crumb's sister, Kate Wicks. Hey. He he went all the way in. Wow. Um, and his conclusion that the chip it was that the chip wasn't invented in Saratoga, but he does credit it with Saratoga like popularizing it. Like okay. you know, it's yeah. in New York. It's a it's an establishment that's doing like really good shit. So sure. naturally, you're like, oh, you're about these uh, chips, chips over here. Yeah, they're calling them chips. <laughs> Yeah, so he you know, they that's what he concluded and that's what Thanks, that's crumb. what we go by now. Um yeah, so obviously they didn't invent it. Uh some poor woman Eliza uh potentially did, but crumb. probably didn't. Uh, um, oh, there's it's more just, in the story? Well, it's just that, you know, again, eighteen forty two is like that's pretty recent on the in the grand time. You know, so like, yeah, I you know. Know, if we're being honest. Someone else fried a potato and it was thin enough to be considered a chip. <laughs>
1: Just wasn't called at the time. Absolutely.
0: Um, but so, yeah, the potato chip does pop up earlier in a book by William Kitchener, who's a doctor. md uh it was called the cook's oracle in 1822 so 20 years earlier uh the recipe called for thinly shaved potatoes uh and to be cooked in lard or drippings until crisp left to cool and then salted which is backwards don't ever do that if you're frying anything you pull it out you salt it immediately you don't want it to cool and then salt the salt's not gonna go anywhere it's just gonna go to the bottom of your basket you don't want that you don't want under-seasoned fried potatoes nope. or under-seasoned fried anything. So Agreed. yeah, salt it immediately, idiot. Kitchener, eighteen twenty-two. Figured he'd know his shit. Gosh, idiot! <laughs> idiot! <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Romans were cultivating oysters. Okay, I think you can fucking salt your food. Idiot. Figure it out, idiot! You want to get
1: burned by the oil? I guess I don't know lard. Sorry. <laughs> The drippings.
0: Here's another fun thing about Bill's book. Bill actually prefaces the book as a guide to help people understand proper nutrition. Oh,
1: and we're frying things in that book? So? Okay.
0: Potato chips yes. were potentially considered
1: Inha- they're,
0: a healthy food.
1: They're a vegetable.
0: They are a vegetable. They are actually nutrient de- Like <laughs> potatoes by themselves are not bad. They get a bad rap. I agree. All these fucking low-carb diets and this fucking stupid ass keto nonsense. All that dumb shit that everyone does. <laughs> it, don't worry, it'll be out of fucking style in like two years. But like all this stuff like <laughs> gives uh the regular old Russet a bad name or any potato that, that isn't a sweet potato, pretty much. And then sweet potatoes got really, po- I'm going on a side thing. Sweet potatoes got really popular because, because they're like, they have like a lower glycemic index than like a russet potato. So like if you have, if you have a need for the glycemic index, which mostly it's just for people with diabetes that right. use that, that's kind of like a, a guide and russet potatoes are higher than sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes got this like thing of healthier. They're healthy. And it's like, they're not really any different or healthier because potatoes aren't unhealthy. Like the fried part is the the, uh, quote unquote unhealthy part. But also like, dude, if you like fries and chips, just eat some. Like, (laughs) God, don't deprive yourself, man. Like, gosh, just eat some. Enjoy your life. Enjoy potatoes. Enjoy russets. You know, bake them up.
1: Hashtag enjoy russets.
0: Hashtag enjoy russets. They deserve your consumption because they're nutrient-dense. They're a root vegetable, damn it. <laughs> they got potassium, more potassium than a banana. Yes. So maybe munch on some raw potato before you eat that next banana that has higher sugar than. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm moving on. I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> so potato chips, um, they never got patented. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, like, That's yeah, like the like, first thing that usually yeah, happens with the shit. No one patented it. Crumb didn't patent it. No one patented it. They just kind of float around. So um, how nice of them. Yeah. So even though like Crumb potentially helped like bring the chip into the spotlight, Mm -hmm. like in the U.S. at least, you know, he didn't really make anything extra out of his restaurant on like the invention of it. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's another fun thing about chips. They weren't patent, which is probably why it's even harder to kind of like pin down when and what timeline typically you can kind of follow historical patents and cookbooks. And that kind of gives you an idea like in theory, right, of where things are coming from. Uh, let's kind of go in and talk about just how they were served. We didn't always have the mass manufacturing, the food marvels of our modern society Yes, where you go into a store and it just has every food you could possibly imagine. It, it doesn't matter In if they're forms. out. Of, you can go buy strawberries right now. Why? Those those are they're way out, out of, of season. season. What? How did we? How do we get? get how do we get potato chips into bags? Is what I'm trying to tee up here. I got a narrative going.
1: Okay. <laughs> along
0: all right so before chips were bagged they were served in tins um and they didn't hold ah, well
1: like, that like situation yeah so
0: they were restaurant food man it's not they weren't you're not going into a bodega and getting <laughs> chips like you know like that, that wasn't happening right so like they were served in tins just means like they were like like bread in an italian restaurant they were just served they were like hey walk in it's here's some chips here's chips on a table which is theoretically i believe what george crumb did at his restaurant that's like you walked in uh bring it back you walked in you just had bowls of like regular potato chips okay not tortilla chips well i love tortilla chips but like just like potato chips i want to go into a restaurant and there just be potato chips
1: i'd be down for that
0: that would be that's a good little
1: munchie yeah yeah. Okay. That needs to... We need to do that. Yeah, yeah that needs to happen. Back. How
0: come every barbecue joint I've ever gone into doesn't just have a bowl of potato chips on every table?
1: I'm not going to mention the steakhouse specifically, but they have peanuts that you can get. Not the same, and it's not the same. So I'm like, why can't we do this? Yeah, why yeah, can't we do the same potato thing? Potato chips. Put the
0: potato chips down.
1: All on right, the table.
0: Bring it back. Uh, yeah. So they were served in tins. Absorbent. Obviously, they didn't hold well because it's a fried food, um, and they get crushed and whatever. Like it's just yeah, like you know how it works. Absolutely. Everyone listening. Crumbly. <laughs> but in the 1920s, an entrepreneur named Laura Scudder. Let's talk about the ladies. Shout out to the bow, ladies. Bringing the heat with potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> Uh, she got her workers to, so she didn't do shit.
1: But she got her workers. <laughs> She's to, delegated.
0: Yeah, that's a sign of a good leader.
1: <laughs> so we've been told.
0: Yeah. Uh, in traditional hierarchies, so she <laughs> gets her workers to make bags out of wax paper okay. that help. Uh, that helps the chips. So right. That makes sense. She's so making bags out of wax paper. Boom, chips are holding. Um, she also was the first one to put dates on her bags.
1: Oh, how clever. Yeah. She's the first one that smart. Yeah. smart, Smart. Smart. Smart.
0: Yeah. And then the invention of cellophane came into play. And that is uh, a product that, that lines the packaging. Right. It's that thin plastic that's in a lot of packaging um, that uh, helped create the, uh, the chip bag, essentially. And right. that's... What sort of led them into being manufactured. Wow. So there you go. Modern potato chips come in plastic bags. We all know this. Uh, and get filled with nitrogen. Maybe we all didn't know that. I did not know to that. To keep the chips fresh. So whenever you're pissing and moaning about your Lay's bag <laughs> being like two thirds of the way full, it's for a fucking reason. Because those bags of chips wouldn't be fresh. So Interesting. Maybe shut your privileged ass up america no no i'm kidding you can complain about the lack of chips buddy like they need to figure out how to fucking
1: we gotta figure it out. there's gotta be a better way
0: <laughs> there's gotta be another way but no yeah that's why
1: i didn't know that yeah so I when mean... you
0: open it up and you're disappointed that nitrogen is the reason why you can still enjoy those chips at the bottom of the bag you know so. what?
1: now that makes more sense i'm trying to do think you at back. least
0: appreciate the trade-off
1: yeah no i agree because right. i'm trying to think growing up like i'm sure there are probably some sales chips in there right i didn't realize yeah, you were a kid, but you know now. Okay, and, yeah. Imagine I appreciate
0: that growing up pre nineteen twenties, and you didn't have bags of chips; you just got served on tins. How would you feel about that? Would be the same thing. A d- day old, day old tin chips.
1: What do you think? I am here.
0: They sort of taste like rust, you know.
1: <laughs> rust in the teeth. You can fold the them Industrial in Revolution. half, and they don't break. Like, no, no I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want
0: that. So, also in the 1920s, we're moving on. <laughs> also in the 1920s. Um, also in the Moment. 1920s, a businessman named, you might know the guy, yeah. Herman Lay.
1: Hey, wait a second. Hey. Is that where this is about to go?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, actually, he created um, Kettle Cook.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I was about to walk out. He created You're Lays.
0: Uh, Herman Lay began selling potato chips out of the trunk of his car. Man. That doesn't happen today.
1: No. No. <laughs> How Many people are doing that, and if it's gonna be the trunk out of their car, it's not gonna Can be. Can you imagine a dude like rolls a up, he just like chips. pops
0: the trunk of his Monte Carlo?
1: <laughs> and it's hey, Shadi, I got six flavors. <laughs> what Holy chips do you want? Shit. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, there's no way, there's no <laughs> way you don't think those chips are like coated uh, in ground up. It'd be like, like Oh,
1: where are those where are those cannabis <laughs> chips? <laughs> yeah, those Coke chips, yeah. Not, Absolutely. What not regularly. Like, just Lays. sprinkled with schneef all day long.
0: <laughs> um, by 1938, Lays went into mass production. So, you know, around 18 wow. years. Okay. Uh, he went into mass production, became the first successful national brand. Lays, the first successful national brand. Um, this is how you know everything that you like is manufactured and it's not real <laughs> and you're just going on <laughs> autopilot. You never had a chance. <laughs> you never had a chance. You never had a chance. Lay's, <laughs> probably not even the best chip, just that they were the first the manufactured first one. nationally.
1: That's really been what we've learned so far yeah. in this podcast.
0: And so now, you just like Lay's. They're probably not even that good. I bet there's some other schmuck that was making a way better potato chip in 1920s and just didn't get the traction because he didn't have a vehicle. It's another <laughs> form of the 1%... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not going to put modern Bring plights. It back. I'm not going to put modern a modern plight lens onto the uh, figures you. of the past. Why would I do that? It's a different time, different place. And it was the Roaring Twenties, baby. We can do whatever we want. Pew, However, pew, pew. Uh, kudos to them going into mass production in 38 because times were not good. I was going to say,
1: we're <laughs> right around the, the end of the Great Depression. So yeah. So we're just now So we're just
0: it. getting ready to go into war. <laughs> Uh, something that is uh, <laughs> postulated. Uh, uh, Sorry. It, so something that is like uh, talked about is that made Lay's prolific is that there was a rumor that was surrounding Lay's potato chip that oh. they were an aphrodisiac.
1: Oh, how scandalous.
0: Yeah. Obviously, it was, so there was nothing that showed that like Herman Lay came up with it or anything like that, but he didn't deny it. <laughs> You know, it it was going around and he just sort of like ran with it. He was like, like Good
1: marketing. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was like, I'm getting free marketing here. So that's what he used to help sell the chips. Um, In the 18th century, the potato itself was considered to be an aphrodisiac. So this thing has a past. Interesting. An aphrodisiac. Okay. Uh, And it also was claimed to cure leprosy. Two different things. I like that. Turned you on and help your (laughs) leprosy. Help your libido and cure your leprosy. So <laughs> <have a> <laughs> thread, potatoes, man, killing, potatoes, killing P- P- potatoes, and they have more potassium than the banana. Oh. We won't learn about that until later when hey. food science catches up. So you know, <laughs> in 1963, Lay's hired the advertising company Young and Rubicam, and they came up with the phrase "Bet you can't just eat one."
1: Is that a challenge?
0: Yeah. So, and that's kind of the phrase that Lay's runs with. That's their whole thing. Is huh. like. Wow, you'll all you're gonna have more than one, and that so they came up with that back in the '60s. Your whole life is a lie; everything is advertising. You're primed, baby, the moment you're born that you can't it, just eat one potato chip, and you're like, I guess I can't. I guess I can't.
1: You're right. <laughs> I gotta get the whole bag down.
0: All right, so let's roll back a little bit because we jumped all the way to the '60s. So going back just a touch, 1927, there was a prize fighter named Leonard Jap who decided to change his career up. Uh, so he started making chips natural, natural. You don't want to fight anymore, make chips. He started making chips and he was the first one to fry them in oil. So oh. he kind of created the, the game. Yeah, he yeah. kind of created like the modern potato chip essentially is frying them in oil instead of like lard or, or anything like that. So during the same time, we're going to have a cameo. Uh, friend of the podcast, Al Capone. <laughs> so Al, Al Capone. Was um, doing That's a lot of uh, speakeasies during the prohibition era. Uh, prohibition era. That's I don't like know how much you guys know about Al Capone, but that was the thing that he was doing um, as a mob boss. Yeah, yeah. He, and he was a big fan of potato chips.
1: Okay, even better. Okay, yeah, loved them. Two for two.
0: You know, he was trying to find a guy to like make potato chips for him. Well, Leonard Jap was like, "Well, I can, I can make enough for you. Like, I got you. I can do this." Okay. So Leonard Jap is up making enough, uh, but since there was a big like anti-Japanese thing and his last name was Jap, they actually no changed way. the name of the chips to J's instead no of Jap. No
1: way. Yeah. That sucks.
0: Yeah, so that happened. I mean, he got credit for it at the end of the day, so what more can he ask for a guy who is working with Al Capone to put chips into the heart of the underground speakeasy club during the Prohibition era?
1: Man. What a time. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: What a time to be alive. It really would be. It would suck. <laughs> That'd be awful. I would never. Um, so, during <laughs> during World War II, as many of us know, production on non-essential, uh, non-essentials just halted. You know what I mean? That sounds so You can't fucking make things. Right. During World War II, why would you do that? Right. Yeah, there was a, there was a war going on. Um, however, this is a wild, so wild thing. When I was reading this, I was like, what am I reading? <laughs> Uh, the potato chip manufacturers lobbied, lobbied against being shut down, and they were able to remain open. Guys, if you didn't know about the 1940s potato chip lobby- Feeding America. It really, really is a power to behold. Really? I, I guess they were able to remain open during times of essential need. Like, everyone- Peps was making- Eating American. Yeah, Pabst was making cheese instead of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and these guys were like, I don't care. Yeah, so and, uh, since they were able to do this, yeah. it actually it made chips blow up because sugar I'm was sure. rationed.
1: Ah. Right. Yeah, okay. other
0: manufacturing did stop, like normal fucking people. They didn't lobby <laughs> against like rational decision making. Um, and so, yeah, I it. mean, chips were sent overseas and... And it got popular because there were no sweets. So it was all just savory chips.
1: Wow. Isn't
0: that exciting?
1: That's very interesting. I didn't expect that at all.
0: All right. Science time with Tim. Science time. In the 1940s, Archer Martin and Richard Singe developed partition chromatography
1: that sounds fancy as fuck. What is does that? It does sound
0: fancy. They won a Nobel's Pro- Nobel Prize for it in 1952. The food scientists created food flavorings with a similar science known as gas chromatography, which vaporizes compounds without decomposition. What? Yeah. So, just two years later, a man named Joe Spud Murphy...
1: No way. Spud.
0: ...was an owner of the Irish company called Tato. Love that. And his employee, Tato. Samus Burke... Made flavored chips for the first time using that method. Record scratch. I'm interrupting past Tim with a Tim that's like months and months away. And I'm stopping the podcast because I need to fix an error of mine. Um, I didn't know what partition chromatography was at all, even though I read plenty about it. I just took away the wrong information. So I'm going to uh, correct that information. So essentially, chromatography allows you to separate and identify different components of a mixture. Essentially, if we extrapolate that, we can just say that, oh, what they did, what food scientists did was pinpoint different compounds for Specific flavors, and that helped kind of create you know flavor profiles with seasonings and stuff like that. So it wasn't that it just like broke down little small particles. It was that uh, it specifically allows you to pinpoint uh, different uh, components of something. So that's what it actually is. And we'll just insert after I wrongly explained it. But now it is rightfully explained. And you can thank my buddy uh, Austin Martin, who hit me up and decided to be a real dick about it. No, he was very nice and was like, hey, that's not what that is. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll fix it. There you go. I fixed it. You guys are back to the podcast. In that
1: fun? That's wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, the flavors were cheese and onion. And salt and vinegar.
1: Mmm. Yeah. some salt and vinegar chips. In the
0: States during the same year, the first flavor manufactured was barbecue. Yes. The second U.S. flavor was sour cream and onion. Your life is a lie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first two flavors to be produced were barbecue and sour cream and onion. Uh, What were the first two chips you probably had growing up?
1: Not barbecue and sour cream and onion.
0: Barbecue and sour cream and onion. Everybody knows those are the first chips everyone fucking tries. What?
1: Yeah, barbecue. Blaze yeah,
0: barbecue, yeah. I mean, sour cream and onion, that's a mainstay. The green bag?
1: Green bag. Are you kidding me? Man, those are good, the too. The green
0: bag? The green Power Ranger? Power. <laughs> you following me on this? I, no, I,
1: I am on the I am on the yellow brick road, my friend.
0: <laughs> um, A little bit more science. Uh, oh, yes, okay. The potato chips actually do have an addictive quality.
1: Okay. Yeah, so. Damn, you guys.
0: You can't just eat one.
1: That's accurate.
0: It's a fact. They didn't know that in 63, but we know that now. In 2013, researchers showed (laughs) some findings at the National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society. It's a lot of words. Yeah, it is. The study was about hedonic hyperphagia. Which is the idea that people eat because it feels good, not because they're hungry. Oh, Now, obviously, we know that people eat for a variety of reasons. So, many reasons, so right? one yeah. thing doesn't necessarily is the reason why, but this is a part of, this is a thing that we're now developing words for and a science behind. Also, chip bags create a sensory experience, like opening up a can of coke, which causes you to want more. What? So the crinkling bag is just as synonymous with good things, Ooh. like like popping open a can of Coke, which I think I've said maybe on this podcast before. I think opening up a can, like a beer can it's or a Coke satisfying. can, it's like the best sound in the it's world. The most satisfying immediately makes me salivate and makes me want it. So, like, yeah. Man, you cr- yeah. Oh, the little squeakiness mm-hmm. at the very top of mm-hmm. opening up a bag of Lay's. Shaking it down. Followed you know. with the crinklings. Oh, that's a good time. That's a good time. I want
1: chips now. I'm not going to lie yeah, to you.
0: that's a good time. Let's move on to fun facts. Mm-hmm.
1: Fun facts.
0: I don't know how many I got. Facts of fun. I just fun. wrote a paragraph of some shit. So, oh, here we go. Okay. We're going to see how many we got.
1: Okay. Do, 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 do. According
0: to the Northern Plains Potato Growers Association, the NPPG, GA, <laughs> that great establishment, the average American eats around four pounds of potato chips a year. That's it? Four pounds a year, baby. Those things are thin. Yeah. A bag of potato chips isn't even a pound.
1: That's- That's a
0: lot of chips. That's a
1: lot of chips. Holy fuck, that's a yeah. lot of chips. Yeah. Mm.
0: On Super Bowl Sunday-
1: bum, 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 bum. Yes.
0: I think our podcast is going to get taken down for saying Super Bowl Sunday.
1: <laughs> on the big game
0: Sunday. <laughs> on big game Sunday, it is said around 11.2 million pounds of chips are eaten. That, I don't know how they got that fucking number, is amazing.
1: 11.2 million? Yeah, humans no. are
0: insane. <laughs> That's
1: absurd.
0: That's an insane amount. Because
1: it's like, you think about how many people are actually actively watching the Super Bowl. No one. No <laughs> one.
0: I would say that the amount of viewers on the Super Bowl, how many, how many do you think percentage wise are tuned in? It's
1: gotta be like under fifty. It's gotta be like fifteen to twenty percent. I'm if pushing.
0: I, I'm pushing a third. I'm gonna push thirty three percent. My logic behind this yeah. is that a couple of people that you know got there, like they invite some people, but then they invite some people oh, so until sure. the end of it. You get about. so You get yeah. about like a. You get a get big group of people because it's like food and booze and funny commercial sometimes. Absolutely. And and then you get like that only like there's like 6 that are actually watching the game Absolutely. and are invested and then there's like 20 <laughs> that don't give a fuck. Um so I'm thinking uh, that's what my, okay, my brain is and I've been to a couple Super Bowls, Super Bowl get-togethers and that kind of is what happens.
1: Absolutely, that's exactly what's up. I mean, happening. I went
0: to one where it was just me and my bud watching the Super Bowl and it was like 15 of us there. Mm-hmm. And it was just two of us watching the game. So, that that's my logic. Um, in 1975, a ruling by the FDA declared that Pringles aren't technically potato chips.
1: Okay, why? And they were
0: required to be labeled as potato chips made from dried potatoes. And if you look on their packaging now, it actually says potato snack. Because they are dehydrated, what? molded fried chips yeah
1: but they're not they're uniform chips, technically
0: yeah but they're not technically the fda man they slick.
1: interesting <laughs> i didn't anticipate that
0: oh that's that's taters man that's potato? potatoes you got any questions concerns you want to go back on anything and ask me or are you feeling confident
1: <laughs> i feel confident in the test coming up all
0: right so where do you uh where are you at now? I I believe we were at uh 155. Yeah. Out of 204.
1: So, okay. We've got some pros and cons.
0: Okay. Pro.
1: Al Capone was getting these bad boys into speakeasies during Prohibition. That's fucking cool. Respect,
0: respect, respect. Respect, respect,
1: respect. I'd like to think that during Prohibition, I would also have a speakeasy. Okay. And <laughs> okay, obviously, yeah. con... Is that they did not make a rational decision during the fucking world war and they decided to keep production going. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, uh like, Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Because yeah. I I was kind of, when I heard like the Al Capone thing, I was confident I was gonna bump my score up and then I heard the, the world war thing and I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's kinda shitty, actually. Kind of <laughs> shitty. So
0: Yeah, but the chips did go to the troops. Bah, yeah.
1: bah, 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 I can't respect that. <laughs>
0: Star Spangled Music. <laughs> <laughs> I think fireworks just went off behind yeah. me. If I recall, they're shooting just just fucking bags of chips. Bald Eagle just
1: went yeah. through carrying a bag of chips to our troops. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll you know what I'm gonna keep it at 155. I think 155, 155 is pretty 155. solid.
0: 155. That's a really solid score
1: with the plus or minus that we just walked yeah. through. I think it cancels it's itself. All, yeah. Out.
0: Yeah. So uh, George Crumb, he didn't create the chip, but he. But you know what? Crumbs, please. Kudos to George, man. He was uh, he was doing things at his restaurant that I think should come back, and it's, yeah, it's putting chips on tables.
1: Shout out to Eliza.
0: Yeah, shout out to Eliza. You know, she's lost a little bit to history because we only know her name, her first name, and nothing else. Nothing else. But you know what? Shout out to her as well. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Damn. You can, uh, y- you know, if, y- if you want... You can go support us. We got some what we got some bonus episodes or what? something. Matter yeah. of fact, we'll play a we'll play a little clip of a bonus episode in three, two, one. To come into this established thing. You're a part of the family. Cool. You come very into this part established of established thing. You know They love them. Yeah. You know, you go, you're like, hey, no, I'll come in, I'll buy part of this. You know, I'm willing to help out with this. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go back to the to the lake. No, I'll 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 oysters. start brewing uh, beer, and then he ends up you know he ends up in control after deaths and retirements just, and all this yeah. stuff, and then he's just like, all right, I'm done with that fucking name. My name is Fred- <laughs> Frederick Peps <laughs> I am do not go by best. I will not be selling the best beer. I will be selling Paps, Paps. best beer.
1: <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's yeah. literally it. that's all. That's all he wrote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> It just seems disrespectful. Dude, I mean he bought he bought the company. He Ferris does wear it. Oh, yeah, true. He already it. It seems- <laughs> That
0: was such a good clip. That was so funny <laughs> that we definitely listened to it just then. That that's what we did. Guys, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash where dash does dash food and you can yeah, you can subscribe right to our for a lowly five bucks a month and you get some extra child's play, bonus episodes one to two episodes a month just depending on how our schedule looks honestly but <laughs> you know what they're fun they're great um and it's you know it's
1: it's a little after dark it's a little after dark it's a little almost. after dark we're drinking, drinking
0: a little bit while we're doing it you know it's jokes are flying a little bit yeah so i mean i would definitely uh i, I mean <laughs> i'm not biased or anything but i'd definitely go check that out <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can find us on Twitter um, at Where Does Food. You know that's that's where it's at. You can find me at Tim We Hunt. You can find L
1: at L Chapo three yeah. underscores
0: three underscores L three underscores Chapo. You can Ooh. find her there. Guys, you can follow us. You can add us. You can shout at us. You can let us know what foods you want to hear. Yeah. Um, you can correct us if we got any information wrong. You know what?
1: Give us food recommendations. We're humans too.
0: We're fallible. Okay. I mean, that's just a fact of life. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe ease up. Yeah, Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe ease up a little bit on us, actually. I agree. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I'd appreciate it. Maybe ease up on everyone. Not everyone's going to be perfect, guys. Okay.
1: Everybody makes mistakes.
0: Yeah. So drop your parasocial bullshit. Okay. I'm done. I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I got heated. I'm sorry. I'm moving know, on. No, I know. Come on. Yeah. We're moving on. Um, Step down. Did
1: I miss anything? No, I think you hit the social. Yeah, I feel like the outro is real quick. You hit the
0: Patreon. <laughs> yeah,
1: not Patreon. Not Patreon. Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Anchor. Not yeah, Patreon. Not a Patreon. Anchor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you hit it all.
0: Wow, edit that out. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Yeah, man. just edit that part out, and then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll edit this part out. Yeah. Okay. You guys have a great one.
1: Have a great day.